This is the Sports Psychology Hour with Dr. Andrew Jacobs. I cannot express the gratitude what my son came and visited you. Dr. Jacobs has been in practice for 37 years as a sports psychologist. I have seen a change in youth sports in the last 10, 15 years. I've talked about it a lot on this show. The Sports Psychology Hour. The best advice on the radio each and every week. Failure and losing and screwing up is something that happens in life. It happens in sports. And I think we have to teach kids how to do that more effectively. This is where sports talk gets real. That word playing, it's gone from our society in a lot of ways with kids. And now here's your host, Dr. Andrew Jacobs. Hello, everyone. I am sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. Welcome to our show here from our flagship station, Sports Radio 810 WHB in Kansas City. I'm here every week as we talk about the mental side of sports on this show. And as always, look forward to doing this show with you. I've been on the air here in Kansas City now for 27 years. Our show is now being broadcast around the country in a number of cities. And we're growing each week. And I look forward to doing this show with you because we get to talk about your mind. We get to talk about your attitude. We get to talk about a lot of things about sports. I've been in practice in my 38th year now as a sports psychologist here in the Kansas City area. Uh, really enjoy doing what I do because I get to help people accomplish their goals, figure out what they need to do to become successful, and be happy with their performance. I've been privileged enough to work with athletes at all levels of competition, from the professional level all the way down to the youth sports level. I was the Olympic cycling team psychologist back in the 80s where we won nine medals in the 1984 Olympics. And I've worked with uh, professional teams, collegiate teams, high school teams, and really enjoy doing what I'm doing because I get to meet a lot of really exciting people get to talk with a lot of people about success, about failure, about winning, about losing, and about accomplishing their goals. And if you listen to the show, you know that one of my passions is the whole world of youth sports and what's going on in youth sports today. And I've shared it before, and I'm going to want to get into it today. We get into the holidays now, this time of year, and there are youth sport tournaments all over the place. This is Thanksgiving week. There will be tournaments Thanksgiving week. I know of some people who are playing soccer games on Thanksgiving Day. Why? Well, the pressure to win, the pressure to succeed, the pressure to become better than everybody else is there. And I want to get into this whole issue of youth sports today. You know, every year there are 20 million kids who register for youth hockey, football, baseball, soccer, softball, volleyball, Swimming, gymnastics, tennis, golf, all kinds of sports. 20 million kids register. You know by the age of 13, 70% of them have quit. They don't play anymore. 70% quit by the time they're 13. All right. Why is that? Well, I think a lot of it has to do with the pressure to win, the pressure to be better than everybody else, instead of the emphasis on having fun, the passion to play, the enjoyment of the sport. And I'm seeing it more and more now with younger and younger kids quitting by the time they're seven or eight because they started at four or five. There are sports leagues for four-year-olds, five-year-olds, six-year-olds. Kids are losing their enjoyment and passion to play. 
Many, many times I talk on this show about the fact that you can drive by a grade school in this country and you won't see a lot of kids out there playing. You will see an organized practice going on. You will see some kind of structured practice happening. You won't see a group of kids out there just playing by themselves. Why is that? Because everything's getting so organized, everything's getting so structured, everything has gotten to the point now where it's all about winning, being better than everybody else instead of the whole idea of having fun. You know, I talk about this a lot on this show. Why? Because it's an issue. It's an issue. And there's all kinds of research now out there showing that the importance of kids from age 5 to 12 is to develop a sense of passion for their sport and what they can learn physically, psychologically, emotionally, socially, intellectually. I gave a speech a couple weeks ago in Lawrence, Kansas to a group of about 100 coaches. And I started the presentation off by asking this question. What's the biggest problem you guys have in sports? About 80% of the people said it was parents. Parents. Parents desire to see their son or daughter be better than everybody else. Parents desires to see their kids get a scholarship. Parents desires to see their kids play and start on their teams. The idea of playing and having fun is going out the window as we become more and more focused on having to win, having to get that scholarship. So today I want to open up our phone lines and I'd like to get some calls in here. We usually start off slow with calls on this show and find out what age did your son or daughter start playing sports and when did they quit? And why did they quit? What was the reason they stopped? Was it because it wasn't fun anymore? Because it was too expensive? See, there's, there's the other issue, money. Someone is making money by setting up sports leagues for four-year-olds and five-year-olds. There are people making money on uniforms and trophies and plaques and ribbons, on leasing out fields and gyms. The financial part of this is big. It's a huge, huge, huge business. Physicians have told me, sports medicine physicians around the country who I've interviewed on this show have repeatedly told me they are seeing overuse injuries for eight, nine, and 10-year-olds now. Eight, nine, and 10-year-olds are having injuries from overuse from just playing one sport year-round with the pressure to have to be the very best and to get that scholarship or be able to play in college. All right, I would like to open up our phone lines and get some calls in here. If you're a parent, what age did your son or daughter start playing sports and when did they quit? And why did they quit? What age did your son or daughter start playing sports? Why did they start? And what was the reason that they stopped? Like I said at the top of the show, 20 million kids sign up to play sports. 70% quit by the time they're 13. Never play them again. Is that healthy? Is that good? Yes, by the time you're 13 or 14, you start to specialize. You'll start to get to a sport. Okay, I'm just going to play this one sport now. And I get that. Because by the time you get to middle school and high school, 
the idea of winning and succeeding becomes important. But are we ruining the youth sports experience with too much focus on winning and not enough focus on playing? Let's get some calls in here. I'd like to hear from you. If you're a coach, if you're a parent, or you played sports, what was the time that you decided to quit and why? If you're a parent, why did your child start playing? What age did they start playing and when did they quit? Do you think the idea of winning became too important? I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. I'm here every week from our flagship station, Sports Radio 810 WHB in Kansas City. This is a topic that's a very sensitive one, it's an important one, and it's one we're going to get into and talk about. So I'd like to hear from if you're a parent, what age did your son or daughter start playing sports and when did they quit and why did they quit? If you have played sports before when you were a child, when did you decide to quit and why? And if you're a sports medicine professional out there listening, I know a lot do, I'd like to hear from you you might be a, a trainer, physical therapist, physician. Why did kids quit? I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. This is the Sports Psychology Hour. This is the Sports Psychology Hour. This is the Sports Psychology Hour. Hello, everyone. I am sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. This is the Sports Psychology Hour from our flagship station, Sports Radio 810 WHB in Kansas City. I'm here every week. We talk about the mental side of sports on this show. And today's topic is when do your kids start and quit playing sports? As I started the show off by saying, 70% of kids quit playing sports by the age of 13. 20 million kids sign up to play at younger ages. 70% quit. By 13. Now, there are a lot of reasons why they'll quit something. They may be playing two or three sports. They just turn to specialize on one. But a lot of them quit totally. They don't want to play anymore because it's not fun anymore. They're not enjoying themselves anymore. The pressure to win is there. So we're going to go to the phones here in a moment. Got a couple callers online. And I'd like to hear from you. If you're a parent, you're a coach, what age do you start playing sports? Do you start having your kids play sports? And what age do they quit and why do they quit? Let's go first to Dylan, see what he has to say. Dylan, good morning. How are you? I'm well. How are you? Great. Thank you for calling in. Good. Hey, I may be calling a little bit counter to your uh, point this either, this morning, but uh, I've got a 12-year-old daughter who began playing soccer at the age of five, and she's not the greatest player. You know, she's been on winning teams. She's been on losing teams, but she loves it, and she's uh, – recently began playing on her school team that is a lot more competitive than the rec league that she's been in, but she still seems to very much enjoy being a part of the group and the social aspect of everything. And she doesn't get the greatest amount of playing time, but you know, there hasn't been from at least her parents and mostly from her coaches, hasn't been a, a great imperative to win or, you know, stop doing it. And, she just seems to really enjoy herself. So well, but I, Dylan, if I, if I can jump in, you're exactly why people, what you're saying right there is exactly why, in my opinion, kids should play. First of all, you said she's not been on a rec league team and a school team. She's not on a premier team or a traveling team, correct? Correct. You know, we made a decision a few years back where there was kind of a push 
from some groups involved with her rec league team that, you know, hey, you know, we've got these competitive leagues, get involved in this. And we decided that wasn't for her, and we were a little bit worried that she may lose out on some of the social aspect because a lot of her friends might do that. But fortunately, a lot of the folks that she really enjoys hanging out with also decided not to go that route, and they've continued to do the rec league. And, and they just really have a good time with Well, but it. see, you're, you start off by saying maybe counter to my, my, my presentation this morning in the, mon- in the beginning of the show, the monologue, but actually you're reinforcing exactly what I stand for because what you're doing, in my opinion, it, is the right thing. You're not pushing her to win. You're not pushing her to have to play on these traveling teams. I mean, if she wants to and she's good at it and she's succeeding at it, great. But you're encouraging her to just play and have fun, enjoy the experience. That's what I'm hearing, and it sounds like you're not pushing yeah, as a matter of fact, she herself decided to, this last season, she wanted to be on the school team, and she still wanted to continue her rec league team. So she was playing on two teams this fall. It was pretty nice. And she's having fun. Yeah, she is. There you go. Sure that, that, see, Dylan, what you're, what you're doing right there, I want to congratulate you because you didn't fall into the pressure to have to, you know, Oh, well, you know, we're pretty good. We should start a, a premier team, and we should join a traveling league and do it all that. I'm not saying it's wrong to do that, but I think there's pressure on a lot of people to do that, and kids quit playing because of all this pressure. And plus, it's really expensive. And so I think what you're doing is the right thing, and not, not that it's wrong to play on traveling or elite teams, but there's this pressure today for everybody, well, you got to do it or you're not going to play later on in life. It sounds like your daughter's just playing because she enjoys the sport. Yep. Yeah. And you're, and you're I mean, having it'd be great if she got a scholarship and we could pay for her education that way. But, you know, that's probably not the case. So why not, why not just let her have her thing and do what she likes doing now? Well, congratulations, Dylan, on what you're doing. I think you're doing a great job. It sounds like she's having fun, and that's what it's all about. So thank you for sharing your, your story this morning. I appreciate it. And good luck thank with you. your dog. Have a good morning. You too. Bye-bye. Take care. All right, let's go next to Chris. Chris, how are you? Hey, Dr. Jacobs. Good morning. Thanks for calling in. Hey, I really appreciate uh, what, what you do. You're doing good work. Uh, you and people like Les Norman, I, we need more of you out there talking about this kind of stuff. <laughs> well, thanks. You know, I've, I've been in my 38th year now of work, and when I started, I'd never talked about this stuff. In the last 10 years, this is what it's all come down to now because, I, I, you know, I'm getting kids in my office now who are nine years old who are stressed out and burned out on playing sports, and I'm like, why in the world – would a nine-year-old be burned out? Well, they're going to three or four practices a week. I'm not talking about something like gymnastics or swimming. I'm talking about team sports, okay, where they've got to go to these practices and they start getting on these elite teams and traveling teams. You know, I'm not critical of being on an elite team or a traveling team. There is a reason to have those. But I don't think kids at eight, nine years of age, seven, eight, nine years of age need to be on those. I think there's just no reason for that. I think they should, once they get to be 12, 13, that's fine. I mean, why not enjoy the experience, learn fundamentals, learn skills, keep getting better? I'm not being critical of those of those teams, but I'm being critical of the fact that there's pressure for everybody to have to be on those. So tell yeah. me what. Tell me your thoughts, Chris. Oh, I just, uh, you know, I don't want to make this too much about me. You know, I'm a little bit older than you, I, uh, and I had kids later. Uh, my first son was... Uh, Born when I was 32, and my second one named Dylan, like the previous caller, was born in, uh, when, when I was 35. So. How old are you, Chris? 
Uh, I'm 66. Okay, so. well, I'll be 64 in a month, so we're about the same. Okay. <laughs> I, you sound much younger than that. <laughs> well, thank you. And hopefully my girlfriend thinks I look younger, too. But anyway, that's beside the point. Go, go ahead. Anyway, I, I grew up in southern Michigan, and I uh, I played – my two sports were baseball and hockey. And, uh, you know, back then, you mentioned age nine. At age nine is when we started t-ball. That's the first year you could play organized baseball then. And maybe we should – think about going back to that kind of thing i think i think these kids starting at four and five is a little too young but that's just me they, they need to be playing games with their with their parents and their younger friends at the, those ages in my opinion and we start t-ball at nine and then we uh player pitch at 10 and then on through but you know i i was never that great so i never was able to even invited to play on the big team and, and same in hockey i but I do remember my parents having to get up at three thirty in the morning to get it get us to the rink at four for our ice time because the figure skaters owned the good ice ice time hours. The hockey players had to play very early or very late, and I, I knew that was a burden on my parents. To get me to those so let me add, we've got about a minute left here, Chris, before we have to go to our break. But do you think money is driving all this? I you know I have no idea. I'm sure. Money drives everything in this country, and that's a good thing and a bad thing. But the, the point I wanted to get to, since I don't have much time, I just want to say this to people. With my kids, they were both very athletic. One ran across country. They both played tennis, but mostly school-oriented stuff. Um, but the baseball thing, they decided they did not want to play organized baseball or organized uh, football at early ages. Uh, and I would take them to the park with a bag of balls and a bat and a couple gloves, and I would pitch them batting practice, and in, in two hours, they would get more actual personal play and times at bat in than they would get in a month or two of playing organized baseball. And, and they still remember that to this day. So, hey, dads and moms out there, get a bag of pucks and a stick or a bag of balls and a bat and just and interact with your kids on a playground somewhere. Uh, they'll, they'll remember for the rest of their lives, and it's, 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 there's no price to be put on that kind of interaction. Well, Chris, I want to thank you for calling up. I appreciate it very much, and it sounds like your kids probably enjoyed it and probably still remember that. And you have a great holiday, and thank you for your call. Thank you, Andrew. Appreciate you, man. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. This is the Sports Psychology Hour. We're talking about when your kids started and quit playing sports. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. This is the Sports Psychology Hour. This is the Sports Psychology Hour. This is the Sports Psychology Hour. Good morning, everyone. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. This is the Sports Psychology Hour, and we're now on several cities around the country. Excited that our show is growing and a lot more people are listening because I think I have a message to share with people that a lot of people don't talk about, and that's the whole mental side of sports and how you can become successful on and off the field. Today's topic is this. We're talking about the world of youth sports. We've had a couple of great calls so far, and I'd like to hear from you. What age do you, did you start your kids playing sports? And what age did they quit? Why did they quit? Research has found that 20 million kids register every year to play youth sports. Softball, volleyball, hockey, baseball, football, tennis, golf, gymnastics, swimming, doesn't matter. 70% of them quit before they're 13. 70%. Now, as I said earlier, there are reasons why that happens. A lot of it is because 
They start to specialize. They'll be playing two or three sports. They may start to just specialize in one. But a lot of kids quit playing altogether because of competition, because of the pressure to win, because of demands, expectations from coaches about having to be better than everybody else. Two words, fun and play. Where have they gone? Are we losing perspective with youth sports? There are these organized leagues now for younger and younger kids. Is that good or is it bad? I'd like to hear from you. If you're a parent, what age did you sign your son or daughter up for a youth sports team or a league? And what age did they quit? I'd like to hear from you. Our phone number is 913-3810-810. I'd like to hear from you if you're a parent. I'd like to hear from you if you're an athlete. If you played sports when you were younger, what age did you start? What age did you quit? And why did you quit? Why did you, why did you sign up and why did you quit? If you're a coach and you've coached for a while, do you agree with me that we're signing kids up at younger and younger ages and specializing at younger and younger ages, and is that healthy? We're starting to see research, medical research, showing overuse injuries now with a lot of kids. A lot of kids who just play one sport year-round, repetitive use injuries are starting to occur for 9 and 10 and 11-year-olds. In my opinion, there's no reason for that. I think kids should play a team sport in an individual sport. I think they should have the opportunity to play. A good friend of mine's daughter plays volleyball. She plays on her high school team. She Last year she was a freshman, and she tried out for the varsity team, and they said, you know what, you're good enough to play on the varsity team, but if you make the varsity team, you're basically going to sit on the bench because you're a freshman. You're going to play on the JV team because then you're going to get to play. So she called me and said, what should I do? The coach said, it's up to me. I said, well, wouldn't you rather play than sit on the bench? Yeah, but if I'm on the varsity team, I could get a letter. I said, would you rather play than sit on the bench? And she goes, well, yeah. And I said, then play on the JV team. Have fun, enjoy it, and get better. She did that, and she, at the end of the year, called me and told me she really had a good time. She got to play a lot, started some games, didn't start some games. She got to sit on the varsity bench a few times, didn't get in a game, but she said, you know what, you were right. I had fun. This year as a sophomore, she was going back and forth on the JV and the varsity team, playing on both because she was a libero. There was a senior who was a libero who played most of the time. But she said, you know what, most important, Andy, I've been having fun. She just turned 16, and she's still playing, and she loves it because she has fun. I want to hear from you if you're a coach. What age do you start coaching kids? Are we coaching? Are we putting kids on teams at too young of an age? And what do we do about it? Let's see what Carl has to say. Carl, good morning. How are you? Good morning, Dr. Jacobs. How are you? Great. Thank you for calling in. Uh, it's kind of ironic you said about a coach. I, I've coached uh, youth sports for about 30 years, both baseball and uh, fast-pitch softball, because I had three daughters. But I started out in baseball, which is what I played and then, of course, I played fast pitch myself just for the enjoyment of it. But uh, it, it, I, I have found that in my time that under 10 years old, number one, it's really difficult to develop anything other than getting out for recreation and exercise, which I totally understand, especially with soccer and things like that. They can run around and great, get great exercise. But to really start developing 
you know, athletes at any level under the age of 10 is really difficult because of their concentration. And just I've, all three of my girls started about the age of 10 or so. They ended up all three playing through, through college, into college. And I hope I, they all said they enjoyed their time. They played everything from league ball to high-level competitive ball. And I've also worked with, as a private instructor, with several other kids. And the pressure that is put on these kids at all ages to win, not necessarily to, number one, compete and learn the game the correct way, which was something I always tried to emphasize, learn how to compete. And obviously, as you learn how to compete and work, do the work that it takes to compete at a high level, then you will win. Not always, but many times. Well, I, I have a saying, Carl, that if you focus on fundamentals and effort instead of results, the results will be there. But if you focus on results, you're not necessarily always going to learn the fundamentals. I, w- I would agree 100%. And, and it's amazing to me as a private instructor, now that all that my girls have grown, I, haven't, I don't coach teams anymore. I have people come to me for private instruction, both with pitching and hitting, things like that, that... The amount, and I, I basically charge enough money to cover the rental of a facility, and the, the amount of money that some of the other instructors are charging is astronomical. And yes, there's many of them that are, you know, big league, have big league experience, uh, or major college experience, or things like that. But what most folks don't understand, and this is the thing I don't understand, is to spend the amount of money they get to get the scholarship their child could have gotten if they had spent more time buckling down in school. Well, the, the, yeah. fact, the fact's very clear, Carl. There's so much money available in academic scholarships if you really look for it. And right. there's, nothing, look, there's nothing wrong in, in playing on a traveling team or a competitive team. But I'm saying I don't think they need to be doing that before they're 10 or 11 years of age. And you're right about the money. The amount of money you spend... Okay, with the hopes of getting that athletic scholarship, if you didn't spend it on all the traveling and the coaches' fees, I mean, let's face it, I know people who spend between fifteen hundred and three thousand dollars a month on their on a, a, a child's sport, between personal instructions, traveling fees, and all that. And the fact of the matter is, that's too much. And if you add that up, by the time you know you go through five six years of that, three thousand dollars a month. Well, $36,000 a year, if it comes down to every month, times five, that's $180,000. That's my math is correct. So, you know, there's, that's a lot of money. Now, I'm not that's, saying it's wrong or bad college, to do. Uh, college fund right there. Right. And I'm not saying it's bad to do that if that's what you want to do. But True. the whole idea of having fun, enjoying it, and, and making something that you remember rather than the pressure to have to win, the pressure to have to, we've got to play up. We've got to play at a higher level. I've got a young lady right now I'm talking to. Uh, down in Florida, who's a soccer player who's playing up three years on her team. And I'm telling her parents, she's 13, she's playing on a U16 soccer team. And I've been telling her parents, I don't think that's a good idea. Well, but she's really good. It doesn't matter. Right. It just doesn't matter. And then, then the things that she's talking to me about, this young lady is talking to me about, basically are validating that. that she's feeling the pressure you know, I want to get a scholarship. I said, you don't need to worry about this at 13. And she's telling me, well, a lot of her friends are getting them. Right. Well, her friends are 16 on the team. It's this pressure to win. 
Carl, listen, thank you for calling in. I appreciate it. And uh, thanks for sharing your thoughts with us today. Have a great day. I'd like to hear from you. If you're a coach, what age do you start coaching kids? If you're a parent, what age did you sign your son or daughter up to play? And when did they quit? I mean, Carl just mentioned his daughter started playing softball, you know, around 10. And they all played through college. Well, age 10, not four, age 10. So I'd like to hear from you if you're a parent. I'd like to hear from you if you're a coach. I'd like to hear from you if you played youth sports. When did you start and when did you quit? And why did you quit? I'd like to hear from you if you've played sports, played youth sports, and how you dealt with that. How you enjoyed it and why you quit. Before we go to our commercial break, I normally don't do this on this show, but I want to promote something. My good friend Spiro owns Byron Clothing on the Country Club Plaza. There are stores going out of business. Spiro Avanatakis. Byron Clothing on the Country Club Plaza is having a liquidation sale. They're going out of business. I went by there yesterday and bought a bunch of things for my son and myself. Incredible prices. They've got up to 70% off on all these clothes. I mean, it's designer clothes. It's a huge store. If you're in the holiday spirit wanting to get some some clothes for your son for yourself for your father for your grandfather go down to byron on the country club plaza they're going to be having a sale through the out the rest of the year i was down there yesterday with my son as i said got some great deals on some things incredible clothing great quality so go down there and tell them that you heard it from the dr andrew jacobs show I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. This is the Sports Psychology Hour. This is the Sports Psychology Hour. This is the Sports Psychology Hour. Hello, everyone. I am sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs from our flagship station, Sports Radio 810 WHB in Kansas City. This is the Sports Psychology Hour. Proud to say we're now on in a number of cities around the country, and our list is growing each week. And uh, looking forward to doing this show with you each and every Sunday morning. We're live in Kansas City from 7 to 8, but our show is broadcast around the country at different times. So I want to thank everybody for listening in and hope you get something out of this. Our topic today is this. The world of youth sports, in my opinion, is in somewhat of a crisis. 20 million kids sign up every year to play, yet 70% quit by the time they're 13. Now, there are a lot of rational, very valid reasons why they quit. They'll be playing two or three sports. They just decide to specialize on one. They lose interest. They get involved in other activities. They're, they're no longer interested in doing that. But a lot of the reasons that kids are quitting is because of the pressure to win pressure to play on more of an elite team, the pressure to get a scholarship. I said earlier in the show, I gave a speech a week and a half ago in Lawrence, Kansas, about 100 coaches, middle and high school level coaches, asked them what's the main reason, the main issue in, in youth sports today, and about 80% of them raised their hands and said, parents, parents, the pressure on parents to have to win, have to be better than everybody else. And the expectations parents have of their kids thinking they're better than everybody. I want to hear from if you're a coach. What age did did you start coaching? And what age do you think it's the right age to start signing kids up to to play and, and to coach them? If you're a parent, when did you sign your son or daughter up to play? 
And when did they quit? Why did they quit? What were the reasons? And I'd like to hear if you played youth sports. When did you start playing and when did you quit? What were the reasons? Let's go back to the phone, see what Keith has to say. Keith, good morning. Thanks for calling in. How are you? Hey, Dr. Jacobs. Long-time listener, Keith Klein. How are you? I'm good, my friend. How are you? Same to you. I've been listening to you a long time. I was driving this morning, and I heard you talk about the parents that wanted the kid to play three years up. And in my opinion, that's ridiculous. Uh, One year is fine, in my opinion. Some Some kids are held back, you know, their summer birthdays, and they're a little bit older. One year is fine, but two or more, I think, psychologically can uh, hurt the kid long-term. And I don't know if that's what you thought, but uh, the reason the kids are getting out now, I think, is uh, you're right. There's just too many things to do. But I'd like to see when you don't make your competitive team, go out and play just regular, um, you know, go out and play basketball on Sunday nights and just a, a YMCA league or something just to get the exercise. You know, the kids need the exercise. And sometimes these days, I don't think they're getting as much exercise as we did. Well, no, and I'm going to be 64 in a month, and I know when I grew up playing sports, we would go up to the grade school after school and play football and baseball, and I had the wraparound driveway, so we played basketball on mine, and we just played until you know it got dark. There weren't a lot of these leagues that, back then, and obviously things have changed now. And, and, and look, Keith, there are a lot of very valid reasons why you've got these leagues now. I mean, first of all, there's safety reasons. You don't want your kids out playing around without supervision, and I get that today. Things are a lot different, and it's, it's scary out there to just let your kids go running around by themselves. So there's a safety issue out there. But I also think this, this desire for parents to see their kids get a scholarship, A, B, play professionally or be better than everybody else has taken over to the point that the idea of play and fun has gone out the window. What do you think about that? Yeah, one thing that bothers me is uh, some of these parents spend so much money every year on these traveling teams just so that the kids can get a scholarship. Why don't they just put that money away into their 529 and then they'll have enough money for college? It's just ridiculous. The chances of getting a good scholarship are so low anyway. Might as well enjoy life, and if he happens to get one, great. But if not, you're not left in the dark. You know what I'm saying? You know, I I want to reemphasize, and I've said it a couple times already today. I am not down on traveling teams, competitive teams. I think they're great for certain kids, but they're not for everybody. And I think the whole idea of playing is what this should be about for kids before they're age 12, 13. I think kids should have the chance, the opportunity to just play and enjoy and learn and grow and see what it's about. Not be on a traveling team where they have to sit on the bench at age 10 and not get to play. I don't Absolutely. see the, va- the validity of that, and I don't think it teaches kids anything other than being frustrated and not liking it. I mean, it's great, well, it's great to play. It's great to have these teams. There's a, once again, I don't think there's anything wrong. I want people thinking, oh, well, see, he's, he's dissing on, on these teams. No, not at all. What I'm saying is, I think they're, they're, you know, as a parent, you need to make the best decision about what's going to be fun for your son or daughter. And Absolutely. sitting on the bench is no fun. Would you agree with that, Keith? Yeah. And I got to run, but happy holidays to you and all your listeners. And I'll continue to listen every Sunday morning. Well, thank you, my friend. You take care of yourself and happy holidays to you, too. Thank you. Bye-bye. You know, this is a topic that I've talked about before. I'll talk about it again because I think it needs to be talked about. And we're seeing more and more research now coming out, especially with youth sports injuries on young athletes. 
I mentioned earlier the, the competitive overuse injuries, the repetitive use injuries, just specializing in one sport at age 8, 9, and 10. Years ago, when I was the University of Kansas sports psychologist, I was their first sports psychologist from 1981 to 1985. And I had the privilege to spend a year working with the basketball team with Larry Brown. And he and I had many conversations. And one conversation I have with him, I've shared it before on this show, that has stuck with me over the years was, he said, you know, Andy, I think kids should play on a team sport and an individual sport. I can still remember this conversation sitting in his office talking about it. It was in early December. It was snowing outside. I can remember the conversation very vividly. He said, I think kids should play a team sport and individual sport. They should play a team sport because they're going to learn about sharing. They're going to learn about sacrifice. They're going to learn about teamwork. They're going to learn about getting along with everybody else. But they should play an individual sport so they can learn about building their confidence. Because so many kids, he says, I see it today. And this is back in the 80s. This is in 1983, 84. He said, I see so many kids I've coached that don't have a lot of self-confidence. And they don't have that confidence because they didn't learn about failing very, at a very young age. They were pushed and pushed because they were good. You know, the whole idea to me about playing sports for kids should be about playing. See, there's the key word in the whole sentence, playing. Playing and having fun. The idea of winning and having to beat everybody has taken over. It's become so pertinent, so important now that it's taking over, I think, the whole idea of play. So my suggestion is this. Sign your kids up for sports. Let them get involved in a sport. And it doesn't matter what age, but let them play and have fun. Enjoy the experience. If they're seven or eight years old and you sign them up for a t-ball team or a softball team or a soccer team and they don't get to play because the coach wants to win, that's not good. I would not stay on that team very long. I would get off that team. I don't quit in the middle of the year unless there's a negative, hostile situation going on that's abusive. But I'd leave that team the next year and go to it. Let your kids play. You know, Lorenzo Cain played for the Kansas City Royals for a number of years, now with the Brewers. Played in the World Series two years in a row. And almost made the World Series with the Brewers this year. He didn't start playing baseball till he was in high school. So there's the perfect example. You don't have to start at age four or five. You can start later. Give yourself a chance to have fun and enjoy it. As a parent, think about it. Think about the money you spend. Think about the enjoyment. Think about the experience. Let your kids have fun. That's what it should be about. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. I'd like to hear from you if you have a topic you'd like me to talk about on this show. You can reach me several ways. You can get a hold of me at my website, which is winnersunlimited.com, W-I-N-N-E-R-S, unlimited.com. Send me an email at drj at winnersunlimited.com. Follow me on Twitter at, at drj sports psych, at drj s-p-r-t-p-s-y-c-h. You can always give me a call at my office, which is 816-561-5556. You know, we're getting into the holiday season. I hope everybody's safe, spends time with their family, enjoys themselves, and have fun. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. This is the Sports Psychology Hour. Have a great week. You've been listening to the Sports Psychology Hour. For more information, go to winnersunlimited.com.